Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hey, and welcome back to the Primal Canadians podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about slowing life down. Slowing life down. What an important topic for this day and age. Um, it's one of the reasons that we really uh, get hung up on a lot of problems and a lot of issues and situations that we face because we're not able to unwind and slow down enough to be able to cope with what life throws at us inevitably. Oh, exactly. People are so focused on being busy and on the go all the time and doing so many different things all at once. It's almost become a badge of honor to have more things on the go than you can handle and be stressed out about it all the time. But I mean, what's it worth? Yeah, isn't that the truth? It's all about like being faster, stronger, uh, you know, all the all the uplifting, positive stuff. But in order to be uh, a little bit faster, stronger, and calibrate at a higher frequency, it's important to be able to shut down as well. In order to improve your performance on uh, the athletic field or in the office, you need to be able to sleep properly to be able to get the proper rest to do it. So uh, it's important to be able to slow down when we can before life makes us slow down. Yeah, it's so true. And so many people these days are running on other people's schedules and they're their life is totally controlled by external factors and they never really take the time to slow down and just look around at the world. And it's hard to be effective that way when you're, you're never really fully prepared for whatever happens because you're still dealing with whatever you were just doing. Yep. Always being wound up and then you, it's hard to deal with things, uh, with things coming at you. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the what a couple of wanting into a couple of things that we can do to slow life down and I'll start with one of my favorite ones uh, and I think most important one is uh, really first thing in the day before I jump into my day before I uh, check emails or start uh, consuming or start planning or anything like that. I really just check in with myself. I have a little, maybe it's a little breathing exercise. Maybe it's a little movement piece or stretching, or maybe it's just a simple meditation. Uh, it's whatever I really feel on that day, but it's more about just being present and being in the moment before I get on with the day. Yeah, that's a really important practice. That's something I started doing, oh, probably eight or nine months ago now, where first thing in the morning when I wake up, before I do, before I turn on any electronics, before I talk to anybody else, I just sit for a while by myself and just think, you know, sometimes I'll think through the dreams I had that night. Sometimes I'll think over things that happened, but I just allow myself some time to just be. Yep. Totally. And it's a great way to calibrate yourself for the day and really check in. You know, you mentioned breathing exercises. That's something I really love to do to start my day. And it's, it's it calibrates your nervous system it tells your body that you're in a safe environment that everything is going to be okay and when you start the day on that note the rest of the day is easy right totally yeah so it's a great way to uh, great uh, practice to have in order to uh, have your wellness your health uh, brain function that kind of stuff but it's also a very important message and when I first learned this is more with sports performance, when I started learning about 
the primal endurance and uh, the primal blueprint, which I've talked about before. Uh, one of the first and biggest messages that I got from that is slow life down because when we train uh it's it happens in the same way a lot of the times it's getting those big strong fast heavy workouts strenuous workouts like push yourself to the limit kind of uh, mentality around a lot of training so if we can apply that principle also in our training it can imp significantly improve our sports performance as well as preserve our long-term health our longevity yeah, you know, it's it's almost counterintuitive in a lot of ways. People think you got to do more to achieve more. You got to go faster, be stronger and all that. And it's important to do that at certain times. But it's also important to give yourself, give your body and your mind time to recover and time to just allow the benefits of those hard, intense workouts and those really major, powerful pushes in business and all of those intense periods of life it's we got to give them time to integrate in our minds and we, in in our bodies and if we don't give them that time we're just breaking ourselves down right totally yeah and we're just kind of in this day and age where we're so inundated with all with so many new things and so many concepts so many different types of stimulations that uh, uh, we easily get overwhelmed just by the sheer amount of how much and how strong it can be but also like how do we know what to engage in how do we know like what to choose what to go after if we can't even check in with ourselves yet and feel like our our body and feel like where where we're at yeah exactly it's so easy to get distracted by the next new thing the next big project the next business opportunity the next workout fad like all there's so much stuff like you said we're being inundated by stimulus all the time and that's a relatively new phenomena for people you know in the last oh, 25 years or so even um with the advent of the internet and things like that people are so surrounded by distracting things we've we've lost the ability to just stop and check in with ourselves and trust our own gut onto what we need to pay attention to and what we can ignore yeah like 25 years that's not a long time that's in my lifetime but even for me to think back like on how i lived and what i consumed uh 15 20 you know 10 15 years ago it's just so much different than how it is today and it's really hard to perceive it because we can't step back into that moment but it is significantly different the types of uh, stimulations and uh, noises and stuff we have around ourselves yeah exactly you know i i remember a time even just when i was in high school where i mean cell phones were around but not everybody had one and it was very expensive to use them so most people didn't use them uh, text messaging still cost something like 35 cents a message. So people weren't in this constant state of connection. You know, we actually had times where we were out of touch, if you can believe that. And it, it, in many ways, it forced us to all have time with ourselves and alone with our thoughts and just to be peaceful and quiet and exist. You know, you could go for a dog walk by the river and actually be present in the moment where you were instead of wondering why your pockets vibrating and who's trying to get in touch with you yeah 100 percent. so slowing life down definitely very important to overcome uh many and and just be present enough to be able to take in like the right types of opportunities in that so let's talk about some uh some techniques that we can do to slow life down aside from starting the day off right breathing 
calming, stretching, that kind of stuff. What are some of your favorite techniques that you use, Lucas, to uh, slow life down or when you get overwhelmed? Uh, one of my favorites is to just find a quiet corner somewhere and close my eyes. Um, not to go to sleep or necessarily, but just to go and remove myself from the big group of people that I'm normally with and just take a few minutes to calm back down. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty major introvert, so I need that time by myself to regain my energy. And that it just helps me recenter and focus and pay attention to what's really important yep i love it um we're so primal here so so that's that's the kind of stuff that we reach to and of course uh, nature um probably knew this was going to come up nature for sure to go outside so we'll, we'll touch a little bit on that but there's some other techniques that are very helpful in our modern world that can be extremely powerful for for uh, calming ourselves and bringing ourselves back to slowing down um some really good techniques there are uh, float tanks. Have you ever been in a float tank? Oh, I love float tanks. I, uh, I've i only been in, I think, four times in my life, but it's it's a very powerful experience. It's just, it's so cool to give yourself that time where you're, you have no other obligations and your only job is to exist in right. the water and just feel yourself. Yeah you're in some senses almost forced to slow down you're forced to be present because of the sensory deprivation uh, with the lights being out no uh, your body uh, for those of you who are new to float tanks and don't know what it is yet uh, it's a tub of water that's the side you know big enough for a, a person to float in and it has a a crazy amount of epsom salt in it to make you very buoyant and then you just lay in the body of water uh, with this Epsom salt and you're very buoyant and you just float on top and uh, you're not touching anything. The water is body temperature. So there's no, uh, there's really, there's so little stimulation of any kind. And uh, for some people, first time doing it, it's a little bit freaky because you can't touch anything. You don't hear much. You don't, uh, you can turn the lights down and often you don't see a lot. Um, so you're really deprived of a lot of sensories. But as you can let go and start uh, surrendering to that, it can be so calming to uh, experience that for half hour, 30, 40 minutes, or I think usually an hour is what the average one is. Yeah, I like to go as long as 90 minutes sometimes and just really zone out and try to forget that I even exist for a little while, which is, it's a pretty cool feeling. Yep, so powerful. Awesome. So float tanks are, well, that's one of my favorite ways to disconnect. What else is there? Yeah, I like the infrared saunas as well. Um, and those are relatively hard to find. Like uh, there's a lot of uh, individuals that have them in their homes. Um, so if you have a friend like that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but as far as like health clubs or gyms, they're pretty rare, um, way more rare than they should be, I believe. Uh, the steam room is pretty common to find, but it's quite a bit different than an actual infrared sauna, which is like a dry sauna. You can spend a lot more time in there. It's not quite as intense in the amount of water that it's going to draw out of you. Um, and uh, yeah, it has a lot of like healing, powerful benefits to uh, for the body, the organs and especially the lymphatic system. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never actually used an infrared sauna before, but I remember probably... 10 or 15 years ago being at the Calgary Home Show 
and coming across a company that was selling infrared saunas uh, that you could put in your home. And my mother very seriously considered getting one for a while, but I, I didn't dig very deep into the, uh, the benefits of it. But I met a guy a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks, yeah, a few, whatever, a while back, who built himself a near-infrared sauna. And uh, he did it just with um, heat lamps like you get for chickens uh, on, okay. on farms. And, yeah. and the light is not true infrared because you can still see it with your naked eye, but it's, it's near infrared. So it doesn't give you quite the same benefits, but it's a nice 30 or $40 hack you can throw together with hardware store parts and sit in front of your nice near infrared light and warm your body up and get some of those benefits. Yeah, wow, so cool. Like usually they're lined with like wood uh, and sometimes made with stone or uh, usually when people make them, I feel like they're made with stone a lot, but some natural element that uh, holds the heat. And um, yeah, there's there's some benefits to it. Your, your heart actually goes through the same type of stress as it would in a workout. And that is an aerobic workout. So it's not like a... Uh, a difficult intense workout so it's actually a method that a lot of athletes use for when they get injured and they can't do their proper training they're going to go sit in an infrared sauna um, th like during the day because they can't train and they keep their fitness at the same level because the heart and the blood circulation uh, does the same thing as it does in the workout so there's a cool little uh, tip for if you get injured and you want to and you don't want to lose your fitness utilize an infrared sauna Oh, that's so fascinating. You know, the whole, the heat and cold treatments and everything are getting so popular these days. It's, it's so fascinating, the effects of warmth and things like that on our bodies. Yeah. It's all, it's all just things that, uh, you know, it's, it's a natural part of the environment is hot in the summertime and cold in the wintertime. And it gives our body a natural, a very natural shock or a very natural uh, stimulation that, we've been adapting to for millions of years so we throw that in there and we get a great adaptation absolutely so there's a few other ones uh, that are worth talking about like getting a massage i was just gonna say that yeah <clears throat> do you uh, is that do you, something you practice regularly or is it just when you feel like you're sore or anything like it's not as regular as I would like it to be, but it's something I try to do every few months, go and just get a little tune-up, um, often because I've been sore, sometimes just because I have time and there's an opportunity to just go and get it done. But it's a great way to relax and just uh, similar to the float tank where you give yourself a block of time to just be and then you get worked on and your muscles all get relaxed. And it also helps to work a lot of toxins out of your muscles and to, to help move your lymph fluid around yeah. in a way that you can't do by yourself. Yeah, it's so important. That, that lymphatic system is just so important for, uh, for good health and especially talking about like recovery techniques and resting. It's, it's really important to get that, uh, lymph, that lymph nodes open and your lymphatic system actually moving properly in order for the rest and recovery to be properly effective absolutely so there really is a number of different types of massages out there and they're really they're all good i would say like um, whatever you really connect with the most maybe it's deep tissue relaxation massage um, a time massage anything that's anything that you really enjoy like it can be they're all just relaxing and they're all just positive for uh, for well-being 
Yeah, that's an important point. You know, so many people these days get hung up on what's the right way to do something and the wrong way to do something. And with all the different types of massage out there, just try a few and see what's good for you. And uh, if you find one you really like, keep getting that kind. There's really no wrong answer unless you're going to some unlicensed person who's beating the crap out of you. And yeah, but that's a whole other problem. Yeah, yeah. You listen to your body, and it'll you you know when you're connecting with uh, with the right one or the right person for it. And then there's also acupuncture. I uh, I think acupuncture is a really good one too. For I I tend to just use it for uh, you know injury or generally you will have some type of a problem that you want to sort through that you want to work through um, when you go for acupuncture but it's really definitely also a powerful way to relax and have your body feeling well and uh, nice and loose again yeah acupuncture is another one of those things i've never tried but i'm very aware of the benefits of it but i have a funny little acupuncture story I ran into a lady at a workshop a couple weeks back and she was telling a story of when she was pregnant and long story short, her water broke. She started going into labor and she was heading to the hospital. But on the way to the hospital, she realized she was getting real stressed out and tense about having this baby. So she made a pit stop at the acupuncturist. You know, this in labor, on her way to ho- the hospital to have oh a baby. Oh my goodness, wow. And stopped to get some acupuncture. And she did. It was a very short treatment. I mean, she <laughs> had some important stuff to do, but... It was just so like, that's the power of acupuncture for some people. That's how relaxing it can be. Like, yeah, when you're in the middle of getting ready to have a baby, yeah. you s- just stop and go yeah. get it done. Well, talk about your intuition again and listening to your body. What, what do you feel and what do you need? That's, that's incredible. Yeah, it was really quite, quite fascinating and a f- funny, cute little story. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So we've covered some of our favorite uh, ones here. Uh, but I think we should really dive into probably the most primal one is going out into nature. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, the, the trees, the birds, anything that's nature related, tuning into that frequency and that energy can really bring you back to your present and really start appreciating like the little things of life. Yeah, you're so right. You know, nature was one of the major reasons I picked the career path I did when I was a kid. Um, I had this summer job pruning trees and within a couple days I was just so in love with the peace and serenity of working with the trees and being just just connected to the planet in a way that few people these days get to experience. You know, people think I'm kind of crazy, but I firmly believe trees talk to me with their energy. Yeah, Uh, they they totally do. And it's just, it's a really, it's a cool experience. You know, it's another one one of the things I'll like to do when I have to, uh, have to calm down and have to relax. Just go outside and get my hands in the dirt and just connect with the, with the planet. Yeah, it's, it it is in some ways uh, definitely hard to comprehend for, uh, for, a mind that's too uh, westernly conditioned i'll say uh, but it's definitely methods and techniques that have been used uh, you know in ancient medicine chinese medicine and that kind of stuff for for a long time for uh, thousands of years like i know in japan they have um i forget the word there's an actual word for it that they prescribe for going into nature and most of the doctors in japan when they're uh, dealing with a the patient they will prescribe going out into nature every day to help heal your body 
Wow, is that ever interesting? It doesn't surprise me. I mean, the Japanese are far ahead of most of Western cultures with that sort of thing, but it's 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 so important, and it's just a good reminder of the importance of getting out and communing with nature. Yeah, and another thing uh, that I really want to say about going out into nature is, you know, sometimes we just feel so tired, and it just feels like so much energy to go outside and go for a walk or go into the car and drive to the park or whatever it might be. But when you actually get there, that's where you charge up. You get energized and you you receive energy from, uh, from Mother Earth, from nature. So it's not about like, sometimes it's not about like being too tired to not go. Like that's where you actually get charged up. So it's just the matter of actually getting there and doing it. And then you can start receiving uh, that energy from it. That's so true. And, you know, another thing to remember is it's not all like getting outside into nature doesn't have to be all about exercise and movement and getting around. There are times when you are just exhausted and just go and sit on a rock beside the river. You know, you might be tired and you can go fall asleep in the sun, like lay down in the grass somewhere. It's just the re the recharging and the healing benefits of doing stuff like that on a regular basis is really incredible and it's hard to explain to somebody who hasn't tried it yeah even if you don't really like fully tune in with uh say the aura of a tree or uh you know those those nature frequencies uh your body subconsciously still will like you go and you go and sit there and experience it you're still receiving all those benefits without you consciously tuning into what is actually happening yeah that's a, that's another really important point you know people people get hung up looking for specific measurable effects that they can get and the fact of the matter is for some people they're not going to notice for a while but just doing it on a regular basis it's hard to ignore that instinctive feeling of well-being that comes over you when you just take the time to sit and chill and be with nature you know who doesn't like to listen to the babbling brook or the birds singing you know there's a reason we like those sort of sounds so much yeah yeah awesome well i think we've covered a number of good techniques here to slowing down and i hope we've encouraged you to go ahead and do slow down put that into your schedule or your day somehow to unwind a little bit and slow life down just so you can speed up when you need to and really get the most out of every moment. Absolutely. Before we sign off, I want to leave you with a quote from my favorite movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't slow down and look around once in a while, you just might miss it. Wow, I love that. Great way to finish it. All right, until next time, keep it primal and remember to slow down. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations.